listening to the Air Charter Podcast, the industry's exciting new information and features podcast brought to you by the Air Charter Association. This episode, we welcome back the Air Charter Association's chairman, Nick Weston. Nick will be telling us all about the achievements that the association has achieved in 2019 and also what to look forward to for 2020. So join me, Kevin Duxbury, on the Air Charter Association podcast. Welcome back to the Air Charter podcast brought to you by the Air Charter Association. This is our 10th episode and a great milestone for us to get to the first 10 episodes. And we also have hit another milestone of breaking the thousand download mark within those 10 episodes. So thank you for all of your support towards the podcast and we hope that you're enjoying it. And we welcome any feedback, good or bad, that will help us improve as we go forward into 2020. Now, for those who listen regularly, you may have noticed that we have also changed the frequency of the podcast now, so we will be releasing new episodes just once a month, as opposed to the previous twice a month. We've done this for many reasons, but ultimately we hope it gives a chance to gain better feedback from the membership in between the episodes, and hopefully resulting in better quality content and driven more by the members. Now, as we're mentioning content, uh, we have some great content for you on this episode. And as we are now rapidly approaching 2020, we thought that this was a good opportunity to review what the association has achieved over the last year. And of course, just as importantly, look forward as to what the association has planned for 2020. And to do this, we welcome back the association's chairman, Nick Weston. Nick will be reviewing what has been achieved in his first year as chair of the association and what we can expect from his leadership in the coming years. So we hope to get all the info from Nick very shortly. But before we do, let's get some industry news. In broken news, Air Charter Specialist Hunt & Palmer has announced the launch of their new carbon offsetting initiative, which they believe will appeal to those clients looking to balance the carbon emissions generated from flights booked with the company. To ensure the credibility of their offering, Hunt & Palmer have chosen to collaborate with C-Level, one of the most respected organisations in this sector, whose carbon balancing ensures verified action on carbon through the planned Vivo network of charities and not-for-profit entities. According to Hunt & Palmer, C-Level has devised a system for the company that calculates the carbon tonnage for each flight using real-world data for the specific aircraft types chartered on behalf of their clients. In other news, the aviation fuel provider AirBP introduced its digital airfield automation technology at Emirates Flight Training Academy, located at Al Maktoum International Airport at the Dubai Airshow this week. This is the first location in the region to benefit from the new technology, which aims to enhance safety, reliability and compliance in airport fueling operations. The rollout of airfield automation at EFTA is part of a global program by AirBP. The technology is already live at more than 100 airports in 13 countries on four continents. More than 45,000 overwing fuelings have been completed where fuelling operators and customers have benefited from the airfield automation's unique misfuel prevention technology, which helps to reduce the risk of misfueling. AirBP anticipated that the technology will be fully operational at around 350 locations globally by the end of 2020. 
And another call out to all members who would like to have their news read out on the podcast. Please get in touch with us to let us know any information or initiatives that are happening within your company. And we'd be happy to read it out free of charge on the podcast. So please do submit any of your news to info at the aircharterassociation.aero. So now time for our interview with Nick Weston, who will be telling us about the Association's achievements for 2019, and Nick will be revealing what the Association also has planned for 2020. You're listening to the Air Charter Podcast, the industry's exciting new information and features podcast brought to you by the Air Charter Association. Nick, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, we originally interviewed you back in episode three, which was way back in July, and you gave us a little peek on what the association had planned for the rest of the year. But now we're coming towards the end of this year, and let's have a, a little bit of a rundown as to what the association's achieved during 2019, if that's okay. Yes, absolutely, Kevin. Yeah, thank you for asking me to do it again. No, brilliant. So I guess starting prior to you being elected, actually, as chairman, there was a real impetus on the illegal charters battle, sadly, following the Emilio Sala incident back in January. Um, could you give us a bit of a review of some of the work that the ACA has been doing since then to step up the fight against illegal charters? Yeah, uh, thank you, Kevin. Um, the, the the work has continued uh, quite significantly and, and very strongly in full force over over the uh, the summer period since we, we last spoke. Um so we, what we're concentrating really at the moment is increase awareness uh, very publicly um, on the uh, the dangers and the uh, the problems that exist with um, uh, legal charters. Um, we've had meetings with government ministers and the Civil Aviation Authority in the UK, and of course also liaising, liaising with um, uh, aviation authorities and agencies overseas. Um, we've also had a number of meetings with um, other global aviation associations because the, the the key to success with with illegal charter is it is a global and worldwide problem. Um, so we're looking to create you know a joint task force with those other agencies and uh, associations because it's it's everybody's issue. It's a global issue, um, and we you know no one sort of agency should take credit for it. It should all be you know a joint effort. Um, because then we can, because obviously the whole focus of it is to, to stop these these illegal charters from uh, from from happening. Um, so, but what we're getting is, is significant awareness. The people I talk to, and many of us on the uh, in the association talk to uh, operators, passengers, crews, uh, people at airports. That they're, they're very rapidly now becoming far more aware of what actually constitutes an illegal charter, uh, which is which is a great step forward because people are now significantly a lot more aware of it so the progress is has been uh, significant over, over the summer excellent i guess obviously sharing with with other associations and other uh, aviation bodies you know some of those will be further ahead than we are in in their campaigns in their territories and some will be further behind so uh, joining up makes total sense that so we can as you say have a joined up approach uh, across the across the globe really it, it is, yeah, absolutely, because uh, a number of uh, you know, European and US agencies and associations have done this before, and you know, so they know that they've combated this in quite some some uh, length seven or eight years ago, um, and actually, had, you know, they they've seen the the, the the time it takes to actually get uh, uh, traction on this sort of type of campaign. So, so yeah, absolutely, we're we're you know people like in the, in the United States they've been tackling this for a high number of years you know, it's, it's quite a huge problem there as well 
um, and, uh, and certainly within Europe, it's been tackled before. So this is a whole fresh new approach to, uh, to, to, to do it as a combined task force. Excellent. And so looking forward for 2020, just just more of the same and, and stepping up that lobbying, stepping up that campaign and, and, and linking with more associations across the globe to, to strengthen that support. Yeah, It is. that That's key. I mean, the, the only way really that this is um, going to be tackled um, successfully is to educate the flying public um, so people know what they're buying, what they're actually contracting, what they're actually taking on board um, and you know, what they're boarding. Um, and um, the the, the, the key also to stopping it and preventing it is the change in legislation. So that is by lobbying government and um, and working closely with aviation authorities to come up with a solution to work with them uh, to, uh, to 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 assist. Um, and it's so far proven you know, it's successful. So 2020, yeah, very much of the same. And but that that uh, that uh, battle continues very strongly. Great stuff. Okay, so so then moving on uh, away from legal charters a little bit now. Then uh, sort of late January, early February was the start of the broker training programs with an initial training session at the Baltic Exchange. Um, how's the training now progressed since since that early start? Uh, we've moved on quite quite significantly since then. Um, we now have the uh, the association zone um, broker training program and broker qualification. Uh, we had the first day of this uh of this of this new new uh, new program in november which was extremely successful uh we had about 30 candidates and attendees um and we're looking to uh, go on to do level two in march uh level three later in the year and then to rerun the whole program again probably in the latter part of 2020 around november time um but the the general feedback we've had um is has been you know, very positive and, um, and very 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 um, significant to us from uh, uh, a lot of the attendees in the industry. Um, I, I myself attended the, the the first the first training course, and uh, despite being in the air, air charter market for about twenty five years, there was a certain lot of things I learned that day. So it's it, it is it's 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 been it's it's been really good um and it's certainly something that's been needed but we, i think we've certainly got the product now exactly right and the course is uh, uh is very informative to anybody who that would attend it okay great and, and last episode actually we heard from julie and glenn from the association who are obviously taking the lead on 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 this initiative from the association and um obviously they gave us some details on the future plans for the broker qualification but you know gave us a bit of insight as to why we're doing it as an association but from your standpoint nick as the chairman why why is this now such a big push for the association i think i think the way the market's going it, it's um i think on, on the, the the charter side of um of the industry is it's constantly changing and uh, what we're looking to do is to you know improve standards have common standards within the industry um but also to improve product knowledge you know so that everybody that is involved in aircraft chartering and you know especially people who are, who are our members all share those common common practices and they all work to the same the same standards um and it's something that each of the candidates you know who come onto the course can can sort of take <clears throat> take to the next level you know they can go on to um yeah, level two level three you know and it's something that you know actually means something within their their their, their own companies um but it, it's 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 taken a while to get the product right uh to get the course as we want it to be um uh, but after you know delivering the the first one of the um the the uh the, the broker qualification um it, it it's it was very well received and well attended and, and looks to go on to be extremely successful 
Excellent. Again, I think it's worth noting that, you know, just a reminder to everybody that all of us on on the association are volunteers. We're not paid for it. So we do this, all of this, you know, over and above our day jobs. So, you know, the likes yes, of Glenn and, Glenn and Julie have put this you know, fantastic course together and, and the detail of the content. And they've done that all as a, you know, from a volunteer point of view outside of their day jobs, I think is, is remarkable. So uh, hats off to them. Uh, uh, yes indeed it, it was i was quite um I, I i attended the course you know and just to see how, how it went and the detail and the quality that went into it um many hours absolutely many hours that went into it to uh, to put the course together and it was uh, delivered very very professionally as well great excellent so so then of course uh sort of moving into march you were elected as, as chairman of the association following a very successful tenure from richard mumford the previous chairman so how have you went nine months in how have you found your first nine months in the chair um it, it's, it's certainly been um a learning curve i think anything um of this sort of uh, position is it and it's it's only really when you uh, when you actually get into taking over the chair you you realize the the the, uh, the the uh the intensity and the the uh, importance of the role um yeah you know we can only give a huge amount of thanks and, and credit to richard um along with the team he's the way he sort of rooted it modernized it and set everything up um it was always going to be a challenge you know, take over from somebody like like richard and, and what he achieved um but it was a, a challenge i was i was willing to take on um but of course it's Everybody who comes in and takes the chair, you always want to sort of leave at the end of you know, a two-year, a ten-year period that um, you can actually say, well, I've taken it a little bit further again, you know, then hand it on to somebody else. And, yeah, it was um, – it, it's very it, – again, as you just pointed out, quite quite rightly, we're all volunteers. We all do uh, – the, the work, the contribution we do to the association is in, uh, in our own time quite often in addition to our, our day jobs um so it, so the, the big challenge is getting the time and the resource balance right uh, we don't want to overcommit we need to be able to deliver to everything we always uh, we always do but we also be willing to always learn um my background is is fbo and aircraft charter sales not really on the aoc side and i've learned so much this year you know just by attending meetings you know, with 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 dave and uh, with with uh, julie obviously dave's a huge significant uh, aoc operation experience um, and that's it. We're always learning. And uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of terminology, a lot of things about OCs I've learned this year. So um, it's uh, which is why also I wanted to, to to get out from it as well. OK, wonderful. So you mentioned uh, Julie, you mentioned Dave. Obviously, Julie was appointed deputy chair in, in April following your appointment. Uh, and I guess Julie, along with Dave, um, has, you know, and yourself have obviously we know we've got some big, uh, exciting plans for the association for 2020 and beyond. But how, how do you think? you collectively you the deputy and the ceo have measured up so far as as the new leadership team with the achievements in 2019 yeah um so far superbly um the as always you know i i, I joined in uh march jules came in shortly afterwards as uh, as deputy chair um and i think dave's been with us now in the uh, the ceo role for about 18 months um and uh, between us, the combination of skills and expertise we, we've uh, we've got between us, the, the different areas of uh, of aviation that we we cover, um, and our backgrounds, it's, uh, it makes us quite a, a, a dynamic management team. Um, and we've got very clear shared goals and, and objectives you know, for the association of where we need to take it. Um, and it's a very good point that you you just made, Kevin, about um, yes, we are all all volunteers, um, and again, we're trying to fit it in. Um, 
And so it, it's up. It's, it goes up another level, another level from being on the council, uh, on the on the, uh, the the board of the association. That um, uh, we often have uh, separate meetings between ourselves, just how we're going to direct it, guide. Because obviously we do have um, uh, Madeline and the and the day team. Um, so it's. I think we work so well together because we've got that excellent uh, expertise and knowledge that which cover a wide such a wide spectrum of the uh, of, our, of our members uh, industries as well. Right. Okay. Brilliant. So, so just looking back again now into the summer. So you know we saw the association's 70th anniversary and linked to this, the council decided to rebrand the association, leaving behind the backer brand as as everyone used to know it by, uh, and of course introducing the new ACA brand. Um, can you just remind us the rationale behind the rebrand and, and now looking back after six months after it, how do you think it's been received? Everybody I've spoke to on the rebranding is that it's been exactly the right thing that was needed. Uh, it's been very, very well received. Um, we did have lots of problems that used to crop up with the uh, the branding of, of the Baltic within the uh, the former name of the Baltic Air Charter Association. Um, it, it's really clarified it. It's it's cleared up um, any misconceptions of our of our location that we're not based in. Eastern Europe, um, and and also it unties us a little bit from being London centric as well. So it is clean, and it says exactly what we do. You know, it's the Air Charter Association. Um, it, it can't get any more uh, cleaner and simplistic as, as as that as a branding, but also it's a branding that we can take international. Um, it means the same thing internationally. Um, and it's just the right platform we've got now with a new logo, with a new website. Uh, to take us onto that international platform now, um, and it's it's just that the the previous branding was excellent, served as well for many many years. But like everything, needs a refresh, needs modernising, um, and that's what we've done with it. And it's uh, been hugely uh, positively received at the moment. Um, no real negative feedback at all. It's, uh, it's 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 gone very very well. Okay, right. So 2019 also along with the rebrand saw. Uh, the association break the 250 member barrier for the first time. So could you give us an update of where membership is at today and, and are there any targets set for membership for 2020 going forward? Yes, well, currently we've said about the, uh, we're in excess of 260 members now. Uh, so we're slowly growing. Um, we're, but but why we're doing that, is we're always also looking for to, to maintain the quality of people who join the association. Um, and also make sure that new members are relevant. Um, they do work in the industry. They're in supporting roles of aircraft charter. Or we do still, have, of course, have a, a good number of members of what we call our associate members who are there in a, a, a supporting role of, of aircraft chartering rather than um, being directly involved in the charter of aircraft. So whereas we, of course, you know, we have to have resources to uh, the events that we hold we need to uh, generate income um, so we are keen to keep growing our membership but in a very very controlled way we don't just want it to be a huge beast that doesn't mean anything we'd rather be controlled in size be relevant be productive and to to, to provide the right services to our to our, to our members um, of course we always give priority to to say to brokers and to to operators that you really need to be part of this association this is what we do um, and it, it is. It, we get to a point now where we're getting new startup uh, brokerage companies that, from the from the outset, they say we have to be members of the Air Charter Association. 
you know it's that credibility they need to do that now with the training courses and everything else it, it just makes it so so much more far totally relevant you know that's the way people need to go yeah and, and i guess you know we've, we've heard so many times in the past about you know adding value to the membership and of course you know i think what we've done over the last 12 months in terms of adding value with you know what you've already mentioned with the with the broker qualification with all the lobbying and the uh, and the and the battle against illegal charters and um you know all of the the associate membership that we have where it offers discount for members etc you know hopefully now the the added value is becoming clearer and clearer and bigger uh and therefore you know we 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 welcome more members where wherever we can as you say it's got to be relevant but um i think that that's a sign of of, of us now really recognizing that we can add some value indeed okay fantastic so um i suppose a bit of a loaded question now and a bit of time for a bit of a plug for the podcast but um we we launched the podcast back in in august of this year uh, and can you just give us a view from the council as to again why you decided to uh launch this initiative and and, and what's been the feedback so far on the podcast well, i mean all, all we can really say on the podcast it's been a huge success um and of course thanks to you kevin um this was your um your, your concept, your idea and your introduction. And it's, uh, you know, everybody is thoroughly on board with the council. I think it's, I think it's the newest, freshest thing I think we've, we've done, you know, certainly this, this year, if not for a number of years. Um, it's just an excellent uh, vehicle to get the, you know, information out to, to our members. Um, it works very well alongside social media. Um, you know, we're getting worldwide coverage uh, through the podcast now. Um, and uh, high download levels. I mean, I think we're, I think we're currently standing around the in excess of the thousand download uh, point worldwide. Uh, and the the podcasts have been downloaded in, in forty different countries since August. Um, and it's so it's just to us, it's another great tool to, for us to communicate with members and to put our news and information out. And and the slogan is now more and more people are going to get to know more about the the availability of the podcast and they're there. Um, it's um, you know, they're all going to, a lot of people, are gonna, more people are going to listen to it and look into it. And it's it's great for us, you know, to get that brand out there and information out to the members. Yeah, I think it just links, you know, having done it now for, for the for the last six seven months or whatever, it, it hopefully links uh, the association to a wider audience. And of course, brings mm-hmm. us into, as you say, brings us into the into the 21st century almost. And, uh, you know, the, the way of communicating is changing so quickly that I think it's, uh, you know, hopefully a good platform and hopefully our members appreciate it and they can, uh, you know, in their own time, download all the information that they need. So um, excellent. Great. Okay. Well, yes, there's, all there's, there. there's my little plug done. So let's, let's move well on. Done. Um, <laughs> what, and great uh, fun to do as well. Uh, yeah, indeed. So, so autumn then, we're, we're kind of moving into autumn now and we saw a very successful ACE event in Biggin Hill uh, back in September yeah. uh, and for the first time we saw more than a thousand attendees um, come to uh, ACE so I guess the association is very pleased with the progress on on the event but uh, what, what about the plans for 2020 for ACE? Yeah I mean we, we were just blown away by the success of, of ACE this year um, yeah, it, it, so you think how can you almost improve on perfection uh, but as always there's always places we, we can we can improve it um, so in 2020, we're looking to expand uh, the event further. Uh, still concentrate on one day. You know, we haven't looked at the, the, the possibility of being a two-day event, but it, it, it works, and everybody's on quite um, a common agreement that uh, it should just stay as that still as that one day because it's just so successful. I mean, even at this stage now, prior to September 2020, for the next event, at ACE 20, um, we're already 50% sold out on, um, on, on the exhibitors' uh, stands. 
Um, and, and I'm sure it'll be another sellout event again, as it was this year. Um, so it, it's just to try and improve even further and increase um, what, we, what we achieved in 2019. We're looking for a, a, a larger conference area. Um, and so that'll be, uh, again, be able to accommodate more people into each of the, uh, the sessions and the training sessions and the, uh, uh, and the, and the talks. So, but it, again, it's, it's, it's totally, um, uh, I say amazed as we, we, we knew it was going to be a success, but we're still amazed on the day just to just look at walking around the how full to capacity the, uh, the hangar was at Biggin Hill. Um, yeah. And so it, it's just trying to improve on perfection really if it's possible but of course it always is um but that, that that's the plan is to still expand it further and uh by the the, the uptake on uh stands that we already have so far it looks like it certainly will be again another sellout success okay brilliant so earlier nick when we were talking about rebrand uh you mentioned part of the reason for the rebrand was so that the association can widen its footprint internationally so what plans do you have for 2020 to push the internationalization of the association going forward um the well as we're saying earlier about the the branding the new website uh the the change to the name of the air charge association were all initial platforms that we could use to grow on to take uh the association further afield there still is a perception um you know quite wrongly now i feel that um, we're very much a uk sort of centric uh business aviation um association which we are now far far from it um uh, we, we, we're trying to be more relevant to larger cargo airlines uh, to commercial airlines uh, and also um looking at our membership now we still have we now started to create members in south america uh, Hong Kong, Singapore, I think Australia, US, you know, so we're, we're pretty unique. There is no other association like us. So it, it's there to, to, to be taken, to be, to be done and, and to achieve that objective. Um, but again, you know, as in same, same sort of logic really and, uh, and, and slight, slight caution as we did with the, the membership numbers, you know, wherever we take it internationally, it's got to be for a purpose. It's got to be relevant. Um, you know, whether we do that ourselves, we work with another association that's in those areas that we can link members together. Again, we're always conscious, it's got to add value, it's got to be a reason to do that. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, at the moment we're testing the market, particularly with the, uh, with, with the US, um, to see what the interest is there. Um, so we just do it small, small, slow steps at a time, but, um, but that's going to be a big focus for 2020. Okay, great. So watch this space, as I say. So, oh, yes. um, and, and of course, all you know, everything we've mentioned so far and, and all this activity that we've discussed that was conducted in 2019, you know, we mustn't forget this was all in addition to the historic uh, and, and by now traditional events that the association holds, such as the spring lunch, uh, obviously the Mr. Pickwick event in uh, eBase, um, the charity golf days, and of course the, the flagship awards lunch in, in October. But it, but in summary, and, and just reviewing what you've already mentioned, Nick, what, what are the highlights and the big ticket items that we can possibly expect from the council for 2020? Uh, well, I, I think the, the big one that is we're going to have to continue with outside the association is um, further up to continue our, our very strong campaign against illegal charter. Um, I think that's uh, the, the foremost in, in front of our minds because obviously there is, you know, there's a protection of uh, prevention of loss of life um, in, in that one. So that that's going to be quite a high priority in 2020. 
Um, and we will continue with that. And uh, there was, we'll see a lot of high profile media and campaigning. Um, but um, we're also probably in 2020 looking at uh, possible changes to the spring and lunch events. Uh, we're, we're looking at a couple of uh, initiatives at the moment. Um, as we experienced in 2019 this year uh, with the spring lunch, we, we were again oversubscribed. We sold out. Uh, we still have people who wanted to attend, which is again, huge testament to the, the success of the association and, and the council and the team. Um, so we're just, again, trying to cater for the growth um, and the demand for people being present present to these events. Um, so we're looking at that, see how we can do it. It's still going to be, again, around the same principle, the, the spring lunch and the uh, the autumn awards lunch. Um, and, and with training, training is very much, again, a big, huge focus for 2020. We've um, successfully launched the uh, the broker accreditation program uh, we've done level one level two and three to follow on in March and, and later into the year um, so uh, there's quite a, uh, a huge agenda for 2020 um, and uh, it, it's, it's all about really just taking it further um, I look forward to it I'll be going into my you know, going into my second year of, uh, of the chairmanship so it's very, very exciting times and we're, we're looking forward to it. OK, so on that note, then, uh, what message would you uh, like to give to members for 2020 now that we're coming to a close? And, and how can members uh, engage with the council if they wish to raise anything that they think that the council should be addressing in, in the market or any initiatives that they would like to wish for us to implement on uh, for 2020? I think I think as always the key is uh, the key fact is that um, we are the air charter association and we are there for the members you know it's our members association um we're there as a resource we're there as the uh, you know to there to campaign if they think it's not right or wrong but we're only as good as the information we have so i would i would urge all our members that even if it's just a query or a concern raise it with us you know we've got the access to governmental contacts to aviation authorities we've got the expertise within the council um, and you know come to us you know we can't help it or address an issue if we don't know it um, so it, it's <clears throat> and that's what, where we need to sort of where we, we're constantly trying to make it you know, the key word is relevance you know make it relevant to to our members you know it's not just you know join and that's it you know make and and, and, and I always say the same thing to any new member that joins or somebody who's considering joining don't just join and then pay your membership every year and probably attend two lunches really make the most of your membership make it work for you use it you know with their you know the training courses the events ace it, it's it's there you know so um particularly again through the podcast listen to the podcast you know there's so many different um, and interesting topics we go through you know go from insurance to legalities to contracting um the information is there you can read it at your leisure it's all accessible um we can develop a website further so that it's more and more of a resource and more informative. Um, but they, that, that's the same thing I can really stress the most, I think, Kevin, is that, you know, users, you know, we are there, you know, to serve you. You're our members. We all jointly own the association. Brilliant. 
Nick, thank you very much. That's given us a, a really good look at what, uh, what's been achieved and also the plans for what members can expect for 2020. So thanks very much for taking us through that. But um, just before we let you go, though, can you just remind those listening how they might get hold of maybe you personally in relation to the Air Charter Association? Yes, of course. Um, either uh, through my email, um, which is uh, chairman at the aircharterassociation.aero, um, or of course uh, through uh, through Madeline, uh, through through Dave or uh, Julie, or any of the uh, the members of the council. Uh, but please do 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 drop a, do drop an email anytime. Um, we we uh, we always endeavour to respond respond quite quickly. Um, if anybody's got any issue they want us to look at, we'll be happy to. Uh, we've got a number of initiatives going on at the moment that's been initiated by by members. So um, at any time, you know, please do get in contact with us and, uh, and raise any questions or queries that you do have. Wonderful. Nick, thanks again. Uh, just leaves me to wish you and the rest of the council a very happy Christmas. And uh, here's to a very successful 2020 year for the HR Association. Thank you very much, Kevin, and thank you again for you, uh, you know, to yourself for this initiative, and uh, and also for a, a great uh, uh, Christmas to yourself, and uh, and also to all of our members. Uh, great Christmas, Happy New Year, and I'm sure we'll all have a very successful 2020. Great, thanks very much, Nick. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Cheers. So lots of insight there from Nick as to what's in store for 2020 and how the association is going to keep up the great momentum generated in 2019. It's that time again now for our competition. And as always, your chance to win a free ticket to the association's next networking event, which is the association's spring lunch event taking place on the 1st of April 2020. A free ticket is a great value prize, so please do have a go at entering. As they say, you have to be in it to win it. So this month's question is, in 1919, Alcock and Brown made the first ever non-stop transatlantic flight. The Vickers Vimy aircraft landed in Clifton in County Galway after flying for just under 16 hours. But where did it take off from? So where did Alcock and Brown's aircraft take off from on their historic first ever non-stop transatlantic flight? If you think you know, then submit your answer to info at the aero. And you'll need to get your answer in by December the 20th. And the first correct answer that is chosen at random will be winning that free ticket. So good luck. So as I'm sure if you're a regular to the podcast, you'll know that uh, we now have a request for your support for the charity Fly to Help. Fly to Help is the association's nominated charity and does amazing work with children and adults who are less fortunate than most and in desperate need of some respite. Uh, Flight to Help do this by using aviation and the magic of flight to provide fantastic experiences and memories. They also provide fantastic education for the next generation of aviation professionals via their Aim High programmes. If you would like to donate to this wonderful charity, then please go to their website at www.flytohelp.org forward slash how to help and the two in Fly to Help and two in How to Help are the number two. So Fly to Help uh, org forward slash how to help and click the donate now button and give what you can it really does make a difference so thank you very much again for all your support now looking ahead to episode 11 and we will be having will finden who is the managing director of the aviation and aerospace specialist recruitment company oaklands global
With a new year starting, many people will be considering a new challenge, of course, and looking for a new position. Will will be sharing with us what the current job market looks like in the aviation market and also some tips on how to go about finding your perfect role. So be sure not to miss out our next episode, which will be the first of 2020. With that in mind, I would like to thank all of those who contributed and supported the podcast this year and to the rest of the Association Council who have made the podcast possible. And as we've said so many times now, we really welcome any feedback from the membership as to what we can include for next year and how we can also improve the podcast. Remember, this is your podcast and we want it to be driven by you. So it just leaves me to say to all of the members of the Air Charter Association and to all of you listening to fly safe, have a Merry Christmas and a very happy and successful New Year. Thank you for listening and join us next time on the Air Charter Podcast, the industry's only dedicated podcast to the air charter industry, brought to you by the Air Charter Association.